On the farm today, we want to talk about pasture supplemental feed. Joining me on the program today to talk about this, livestock and feed extension specialist Dwayne Summick. And Dwayne, when we're talking about this, of course, the the real reason behind it is the fact that we ended up having to turn animals out on pasture earlier than we normally would. That is where we're going to be at this year is that there was really short feed supplies and so a lot of animals went to pasture just because we needed to get them somewhere where they could eat something. The thing to remember here is because we did turn animals out earlier, that's going to shorten things on the other end for us. Yeah, if we graze before the three and four leaf stage, uh, for every day we graze early in the spring, we usually, we can lose three to four days in the fall. So that means that we're going to turn them out early, means we're going to be short days in the fall. And so we got to figure out a plan to do something to feed them this fall. And so that's where we start thinking about supplemental feeding. When should we be looking at supplemental feeding? So it's really hard to get cows to eat something when they've got really lush green grass in front of them. That's what they're going to want to choose to eat. And so if we're going to feed them something, it needs to be extremely palatable. Um, So it actually makes more sense to think about supplementing uh, as we get into later in the year, in August and September, uh, they're going to be more likely to be willing to eat something else. But in terms of other ways that we can alleviate uh, pasture demand is we can do things like we can start creep feeding the calves earlier and that will help alleviate some of the pressure on the pasture. What are some supplemental feeding options that producers maybe can start thinking about or looking at? So if we're thinking about feeding the cows themselves, Always feeding a long stem grass hay, a really highly palatable hay, is always a good thing to do. Of course, we're not going to have any of that until later on in the month of June or even mid-July is about the earliest we get some of that. We hope we get it. (laughs) And we're hoping that we can use that next winter and not have to use it up this fall. Exactly. And so the reality is we're still looking at other things. So you'd be looking at things like wheat mill run pellets, malt sprout pellets, oat hulls, and they all, all of these ingredients, dried distillers grains, they all have their own uh, place where they fit and they bring their own nutrients with them, their own specific nutrients with them. And so they all get used a little bit different. So for example, if we were to try and feed just oat hulls, well, we're really just feeding uh, a low quality forage that's ground up really fine. And so in order to get real value from it, we actually need to put something that's high energy, like a rolled barley with it. And so it's a function of, we got to put things together that make sense. But for every three pounds of oat hulls, and every, if we put three pounds of rolled barley with it, well, that's, we're providing six pounds of feed, and that'll alleviate, alleviate the pasture demand by about three pounds. So it's roughly a two-to-one ratio that we get when we supply supplemental feed on pasture. Are there other things that we should be thinking about or or considering when we're talking about supplemental feed? The other things that we can consider are whether it's a fermentable fiber versus starch. And so when we're feeding rolled grain, we're feeding starch. If we're feeding fermentable fiber, that's, that's things that the starch has been taken out of. And so that's 
where you get into the wheat meal run pellets and the dried distillers grains and the malt sprouts. In those products, the starch has already been removed. And the reason that that's beneficial is because if we're giving them something that doesn't have starch, we're not asking the microbes in the rumen to change what they're digesting. And so we're not creating a rumen microbe population shift. Final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with people today? The key point is make sure that you're monitoring your pasture. Be honest with yourself about what it's actually going to be able to carry and make sure that uh, you adjust the number of animals on the pasture or provide additional feed on the pasture for the number of animals that are out there. I've been talking with Dwayne Summick. Dwayne is a livestock and feed extension specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Vosler.